Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We got a great episode for you guys today. We're talking about some XFL, a little bit of college baseball, um, kind of a mixed bag right now, especially since it's the offseason for football. Um, a couple surprises in there, some sports that you would definitely not think of uh, are normal for us. So, And there's an um, interesting little segment in the middle, um, kind of something me and Gunnar went over um, at the end. It, it was after we recorded the, uh, the whole episode. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoy. Okay, we start off with the NFL just touching on a couple things Jameis Winston had meniscus surgery a lot of players are having surgery right now this is kind of the time in the offseason because we haven't started training camp yet but he's had meniscus surgery and LASIK this year this past offseason he's a new man oh man I I cannot wait and I think he's about to get paid too it's about to be a good season for Jameis Winston I'm fully healthy yeah I will 100% jump on the Jameis bandwagon if he comes back like a completely new insane player yeah (laughs) that'd be funny if they like go to the Super Bowl next year I mean yeah I mean you you look at the receivers that he has too he has Chris Godwin Mike Evans Mike Evans yeah guys were thousand yard receivers Pro Bowl guys also a man that is getting paid right now Tony Romo 17 million dollars a year with CBS that is um a hefty sum of money there for him to be talking about football on television. That is is insane. Yeah. It's more than a couple of players. Yeah. yeah. More than most, but I think there's only like what, eighteen <laughs> players that yeah. make more than him? Yeah, it was it was like I know it was like they had like a list or something like that on Twitter and it said like he made more than he's making more than uh JJ Watt. Dang, really? Yeah. I forget Holy the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> there he's making more than pretty much every player. Yeah. And I I mean, like you were saying yeah, he's a he's a good analyst. Mm-hmm. But here's here's so here's the deal. Gunner is uh, thinks it's absurd, and I'm I in do. the camp that um, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh yeah, pay the man. He seems to be the best at what he does at analyzing and as as far as predicting the plays, it makes it more entertaining. But he's really good at explaining the offense and why the quarterbacks are doing what they're doing. So that's why I was like, oh yeah, pay the man. But then when you put it in perspective, like these two guys have paying him more than like over yeah. 90 percent of the, the people players. who you're actually watching yeah that the, is the people insane. who the reason he has a job yeah but what i've what i've heard and what i've gathered so far is that espn planned on pursuing him uh pretty aggressively and the second that his contract was up with he was already with cbs correct yep. Yep. the second his contract was up cbs pretty much was like okay yeah we're gonna keep you and they wanted to just like squash it there so ESPN didn't have a didn't even have a chance to try to pursue him, and yeah. so it makes sense why they would set the bar so high. Which I also read that apparently seventeen million isn't actually after like his bonuses and all that stuff that's included with it. It mm-hmm. rounds to about eighteen million. Eighteen million. Jeez so Christ. yeah, but uh, it's unfathomable. Yeah, I I don't see how. I mean, I could I completely understand why players would be upset about that, oh. and it sets the bar pretty high. Right. So a lot of other people are probably going to try to demand higher salaries too yeah. for for announcing, which I don't know. We'll we'll see. Chris Collinsworth will probably try to get a raise or something oh. like that. Now here's a guy. The yeah. Slide the slide in. He, every time he does a slide in, he gets like a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, a million like dollars per slide. This is what they come for. Matthew, did you have something on Peyton Manning? Well, I saw that a uh, Peyton Manning was all would be offered. I think he'd be offered Romo's job. Oh, really? At CBS, if if he would have gone, but 
Peyton never, I think. I don't think Peyton <clears throat> wants to step into the booth. And this isn't, uh, I'm kind of repeating what I've heard from other people too, is he doesn't want to, because when you go in there, sometimes you have to call things a certain way and those guys that are in the booth become villains just naturally and he wants to be in the the good light of, of people as far as like public opinion. So I think he's just going to stick with commercials and things like that. But I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure any network would pay a lot of money to have Peyton Manning up there doing doing the plays and stuff. So that almost sounded like Bill Clinton. Yeah, it's just all one thing, you know. <laughs> okay, moving on. Jaguars looking to trade Nick Foles this off season. You guys have, I don't know where he could go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really <laughs> that's it's tough. really hard to like say. Honestly, it's, it's like hard because him and Alex Smith are kind of like in that same camp. It's like. They could they could take you to a Super Bowl, but also it's like during the majority of the year, I don't know if they can get it done. You know, like, yeah. But we also don't even know. Like Alex Smith is probably most likely never going to play again ever. Yeah. Well, but, is he recovering? I don't know what the status is of his injury right now. He's he's recovering. Uh, I'm not really sure if he's. Is he still in like, the Redskins? I mean, it was a gruesome. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was a yeah. very gruesome injury. Yeah, probably, that was bad. Like the not probably not worse than the Thiesman injury, but yeah. It was a pretty bad injury. He, I mean, I think he can come back from it, but he's. I don't know if he's going to be at 100%. Yeah, and the Redskins are looking for a quarterback too, aren't they? Yeah. I just yeah. feel bad for Leonard Fournette. I mean, yeah. I, who else was – who was it that was traded, like, what, yesterday, two days ago? It was uh, their cornerback, A.J. Bowie. I, he's, I know he's not very happy. His social media, he's deleted every picture on his Instagram and just posted memes showing how lonely he is. Oh, my goodness. Because all of his boys are getting – I mean, yeah. it happened last year too. Yeah. And they just fired uh, – or I don't know if they fired, let him go, the general manager. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, yeah, yeah. So, Basically um, the first head coach, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Well, I mean, for Nick Foles, a, a place where he – there's two places where he can most likely go to me. Mm-hmm. Chicago. The Bears, I know that. Oh yeah, that would be a good place for bring, him. Bring him for it. They're gonna stick with Trubisky, but mm-hmm. you bring in a guy like Nick Foles. Most likely, you're gonna put him as, as a starting quarterback. I mean, he's. I think I think him and Nagy were actually together in Kansas City. Oh, maybe so. Because when when uh, Nick Foles he played for the Chiefs, and um, I think Nagy was there. Like they were, they both were there together. Another place. Well, I was gonna say Philip Rivers. They thought was gonna go to the Bears too, but I think I heard I saw McAfee was talking about him going to the Colts. So. That's not the case. Moving on, like we said earlier, um, the Redskins might be looking for a quarterback, and the the NFL draft would be a place for them to pull one. Um, this is also the time of the year where all the measurables is uh, a very popular <laughs> term. That's like one of my favorite yeah. things about the the draft. Joe Burrow, he's got all the measurables except for hand size, ironically. But um, they retire because of that. Yeah, Tua. Might be not going to the Lions is what you said, Gunner. Yeah, I forget who it was that was saying it, but um, they're saying that there's no chance, quote, no chance that he goes to the Lions. So oh, I think wow. that's completely out of the question right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- there's reasons to me why Tua probably wouldn't go to the Lions, and one of the main reasons is you still have Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford. And another thing is who's going to block for him? You see Matthew yeah. Stafford getting getting injured all these years. Yeah. Who's going to? And I think with Tua coming and off, and Tua's of, already hurt. Yeah, he's already hurt. So going to a team with like no, I guess hasn't even got come close to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it will, it'd be a huge risk for Tua to me. Yeah, for it, it'd be a huge huge risk for Tua to go there. Yeah, I agree. There's a, I mean, we keep going back and forth with uh, the Burrow situation. How 
he was apparently leaning away from going to the Bengals, and then he said in his uh, press conference in the, at the Combine that he will play for anybody that drafts him. I mean, it makes sense for him to play for anybody that drafts him because it's the NFL draft, and he's from um, Ohio. So it'll be interesting to see. Another thing about this, you know, with two reportedly not going to the Lions or whatever, there's so many, like, just fake storylines made up, you know, that are hash- hashtag <laughs> – that are air quotes leaked and things like that. So just to throw people off, you know. Well, another thing about Joe, but another thing, uh, Joe Burrow, he uh, said that he wants the Bengals to keep AJ Green most likely. Yeah. He was, so that. I mean, oh that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Said, he wouldn't he, have anybody else to throw to. Yeah, if, he, if he's gone, then most likely I think he'll ask for a trade or didn't they not say ask they were for a gonna... trade, but he'll get traded privately. He'll yeah. talk yeah. with the team, talk with the executives, and say, "I want to be traded." Yeah. yeah, they didn't. They come out and say that they wanted to use their franchise tag on him on AJ yeah. Green. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, he's been there forever too since two thousand. What what I Andy Dalton has to be freaking squirming in his shorts right now, thinking that okay, they're about to draft one of the greatest quarterbacks in college football history. You know, that's got to be tough. And, and a they, lot of people keep saying that they they could see Andy Dalton going to the Patriots. I don't know why. I keep seeing a lot of people saying well, that. Well, he w- he doesn't have a very big personality, so he would fit well with Belichick. That's probably the only reason they're saying that because he d- he wouldn't fight <laughs> on anything. <laughs> the uh, the article that I saw was not just it's not just Andy Dalton, but Marcus Mariota. Oh, I that would work too. His skill set, and I think he could yeah. definitely tra- he could definitely fit with New England for sure. Right. Yeah. Have uh, you know, learners under Tom Brady. It boosts his confidence. Oh, so you think Brady's staying? Uh, Is he going? Is he staying? Reportedly, Gunner just sent this just in six hours ago. Gunner sent us Brady and Belichick spoke on the phone yesterday, and the conversation, quote, didn't go well, end quote. Yeah, and I don't know if we talked about it in in our last little lightning episode, but during the combine, uh, as, as, as of like the third day or so, uh, that's whenever they were supposed to talk with you know Brady's agent and the Patriots or people whatever, and they still had not spoken by wow. like the third day. So I think they're well. Both, they're well, both the just problem, playing hard to get. The problem is too they can't make a deal until the CBA is done. So they have to wait until the CBA is done and then know how much they have to allot Brady, and then that's that's when the they can actually start making a deal. So I think the best thing about all this is the fact that there are so many other quarterbacks who yeah. are are literally just waiting. Yeah, just waiting <laughs> yeah. to see because that pretty much determines how like all the other There's dominoes a, that fall. That is true. Yeah, that's exactly right. And McAfee was saying like all the other free agents aren't going to get picked up either until right. a quarterback gets yeah. picked up. Like that's that's how you determine the you know the salary cap and all yeah. all that other stuff. So literally like the whole entire league is basically waiting on Brady to like make all their decisions. Yeah. Moving on in football, LSU's making some moves, Matthew. Yes, uh Mickey uh LSU has promoted wide receiver coach Mickey Joseph to wide receiver coach and assistant head coach. Oh wow. <laughs> and they promoted uh Coy Raymond, defensive back the defensive back coach to recruiting coordinator. Mm. I just saw they moved a wide receiver to linebacker too. Yeah, Devontae Lee. He he yeah. wants to play linebacker. Oh, okay. He's a six one two twenty three. He looks. I mean, he's too big to play receiver, but yeah, I think you you, you can compare that to. Wait, that's like, wow. Well, okay, 
you, you can compare that to what LSU did with Jacoby Stevens in 2017. Five-star defensive back coming out of, te- like, some school in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to wide receiver because they had they had a shortage of wide receivers, so they moved him back to defensive back. And he was the best player in that championship game, too, if you think about that. Yeah. I think he, like, led in, he didn't lead in tackles. It was Patrick Queen. Is Coach O still saying that Miles Brennan's the the best on the team? He uh, said he he uh, <laughs> quote, he said and I quote today that Miles is going to explode. Interesting. That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> I meant like. <laughs> yeah, we know what you meant. We just didn't know Coach O meant there. I don't know. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah. I uh, hopefully he's developed everything he needs to for this next season because I think it basically comes – I mean, we've all seen the other talent that LSU has. Yeah. So, if he is going to perform well, I think LSU's got another shot at going all the way. Yeah. Moving on to basketball, the great white hope. Alex Caruso turned 26 the other day, even though he looks like he's about 38 and has four kids and a mortgage, but – He's uh, crushing it over there with the Lakers. Also, just on the same note with the Lakers, the Pelicans lost to them the other day. But it was a pretty close game again. Um, I think that the Pelicans are showing that they can still compete. And the Lakers are one of the best teams in the league. If Well, the best is the Bucks, But they're the second best. So the fact that they can even compete with Zion coming in half of the season, you know, uh, missing the first half of the season, and I think the Pelicans have a bright future future in front of them. So, um, another thing too is I saw the odds for Rookie of the Year have shifted heavily. Oh, really? To, well, he's he's still not the favorite, but he is very close. Yeah. Uh, and I saw John Morant was saying basically he was yeah. like, I don't care about that award or whatever. Yeah. Only other thing I had for NBA: Tim Duncan stepping in for Coach Pop. That was pretty. It was pretty heartwarming. I like that he's stepping up, and it'd be cool to see him head coach a a team. It would be – I could see Popovich retiring and Tim Duncan stepping in. That would be super cool. Other than that, college basketball, we're not going to talk about the LSU game going on right now, Uh, but McNeese. Drew. Drew Cuxhausen becomes the Southland Conference single-season three-point record holder with his third of the night to give him 116 three-pointers. On the year. That's I don't know if I've made that many in my life. Yeah, no. Never. Not even on 2K. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty incredible. Um, hopefully we can get him on the show eventually. That would be pretty neat. And what is he? what year is he? Oh, he's a junior. Junior. Yeah, but maybe he'll come back. <laughs> this might be one and done. He might get called up to the league. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, that's pretty incredible. It's fun to see McNeese getting their, their uh, points on the board. Speaking of McNeese, their baseball team is crushing the competition right now. Julian Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Um, they had the Lake Area Classic this past weekend. But they played Valparaiso. Valpo. Valpo? It's, it's Valpo okay. for short. Okay, there we go. <laughs> they played Valpo Friday, and then um, they they beat them both times they played this past weekend. They lost to Southern Miss 0-10. to on Saturday, and then they played them on Sunday and beat them 18-8. to So a good bounce back there after um, the loss of Southern Miss. And then they have three games against ULM coming up this next weekend. So those ought to be some good games. Before we move on, another thing for college basketball, Sabrina Ionescu becomes the first player in D1 history to reach 2,000 points 
1,000 assists and 1,000 rebounds. And she, she also did it on uh, February 24th, 224, so Kobe. Yeah, but, she, yeah she spoke at Kobe's... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she spoke, and Appar- then later that night did that. She Yeah, she worked out with, with them, I think. Isn't that the... Yeah, I think she or with uh, his daughter. I think she worked like Gianna or something like that. Yeah, Gianna must like going to a camper. Yeah, so that's player not in women's history in both for a male and female basketball, men and women's basketball. So men's and women's. Okay, moving on, the XFL. We had some LSU guys get some playing time there, Gunner. Yeah, Brossett had Brossette. quite a few runs. Um, yeah. Most of them not for too many yards. Oh, really? uh, the <laughs> poor defenders were looking; they just yeah. looked terrible in the it's past. It's a complete few weeks. opposite from the the rest of the the earlier season. So yeah, um, rough. Cardell Cardell just is he he really hasn't he's kind of fallen off. Uh, but he did throw a touchdown pass that ended up not counting because of uh, I think Malik to Malachi Dupree. I think his foot was out or something, or Yikes. maybe I, I don't know. It was it was super close. I thought he had it, but they uh, they didn't give it to him. Dang! But Roughnecks big at the Renegades um, in the Texas Throwdown. Oh yeah, baby! Still undefeated. We'll be at that game. We're probably gonna do like a a, a semi live podcast uh, for that. So it'll be interesting this yeah, I'm, coming I'm weekend. Stoked. That's yeah. gonna be fun. We're gonna I'm, get to see the the quarterback, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> PJ. Walker. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh I just realized the defenders didn't score a single point last weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. Against the Vipers. I'm, I'm pretty too. sure I'm honestly I think that was the past two weeks they haven't scored yeah. a single point. I think Hashtag, they just had a, a field goal or something. Yeah. Oh, they had nine points a weekend before that. Oh. Never mind. Hashtag this league, man. This whole thing is up and down. And the Vipers are like on a domination run. Yeah. Where they almost beat the Roughnecks one week. They beat the who did they beat last week? Oh, the defenders, huh? The defenders, yep. And they oh, they lost to the Roughnecks the weekend before that. Yeah, it was close. It was a, it was a one score game. Yeah, yeah. So, it's always close in the XFL. I've, I've got the Vipers. They play the Wildcats this week. I think I've got I've got them over yep. them. Yep, I'm gonna take them. Yeah, they're on a run right now, and they were they are looking good. They might make a run and end up being like third or fourth uh, at the end of the season. I could see it. Yeah. They got they got to win out, but I could see it. Yeah, the Battle Hawks uh, beat the Sea Dragon. Shout out Jeffrey. They play the DC Defenders, so that ought to be an easy Man, win for them. The the Battle Hawks look so good right now too. Yeah, that could I, be the championship or whatever. Yeah, depends on what. <laughs> well, I don't know what the conferences are, how the playoff is going to work, but uh, that would be funny if that, I, yeah. that championship. I hope I hope that they don't do like an East versus West thing because they have the yeah. divisions. I hope it's just one versus two. Uh, because really? I mean that's I don't yeah. I don't you know do like college football where it's right the, the best top ones. right yeah okay March Madness returns March fifteenth with the first race in Melbourne you might be thinking about basketball but ladies and gentlemen I'm thinking what I'm talking about is Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> Formula One returns. The reason I've gotten into this um, racing so much here recently is because of the Netflix documentary series. It's more of like a reality kind of thing. Um, the Formula One Drive to Survive show on Netflix. It's pretty interesting. Apparently, I've read on Reddit that like some of the storylines that they try to push 
aren't like as exaggerated in real life, but they have to make something in the show, so they push it. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's fun. There's there's so many personalities, and it's it's unlike any other sport that I've ever watched for sure. Like yeah. even even NASCAR, it's completely different from that. So. Series is absolutely incredible. I've never seen it, so I don't uh, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but F1 is pretty. Fu- We've. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've only watched like two races with it. Yeah. Right? Well, now that we have this, we'll be we'll be covering it all. Uh, so you don't even have to watch the races, guys. Just listen to the podcast, and we'll recap it for you. If you've never seen an F1 steering wheel, go look it up, and you'll have like a whole new level of respect yeah. for those drivers. They yeah. are literally driving spaceships on yeah. wheels. It's like a Nintendo Switch with like 18 million different uh, buttons and stuff. So. Okay, the Formula One segment. So this is probably something I want to try to do each week. Um, I know a lot of people, probably 100% of our listeners don't know anything about Formula One. And it's something that I've like come to know and come to not be super passionate about. But it's interesting because there's no football going on right now. So this is a little segment I like to call Explain formula one to an american who doesn't know anything about formula one so hey gunner thanks for coming thanks for coming on this segment for me no i know about formula one daniel ricardo see told you (laughs) yeah that's australian so for this episode i'm just going to do probably two or three teams per episode this one i'm going to cover mercedes and ferrari so mercedes is like the patriots they are the top dogs and they have been for the last six years um, the other person I know about, they have Hamilton, huh? Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Exactly. That's he's Tom Brady. He's the Tom Brady. I beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You messed up having me on this. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll all get, I know. I'll that's, get Matthew on next time. That's where the idea. line is drawn. Or, that's it? I just know that they're good. So each team has two drivers. And one of the things that's kind of weird about F1 is you have those drivers racing everyone else and sometimes also each other. But they're kind of they're racing to get points. If you get you know the top ten or whatever, then you get so many points, and you're trying to get top three. If it's called podium, that you get on the podium if you get one, two, or three. And these guys, the Mercedes, have been dominating the podium for the last probably decade. It's between Mercedes and Red Bull, and um, I'll talk about them in another episode. This episode, I'm going to go over Mercedes and Ferrari. So, like Gunnar said, Lewis Hamilton is the Tom Brady of the F1 right now. He has six world championships, and they win pretty much every single race. If, they, if they're if they not in first, then it's uh, Lewis Hamilton is one driver, and Valtteri Bottas is the other driver for them, and he's also very good. One of the storylines that they try to push a lot is that Bottas is kind of in the shadow of Hamilton because he's so good. And Hamilton has won a lot. I think he was with Red Bull a long time ago when he first started. But yeah, those two guys are like now, the top dogs. Him being in the shadow of Hamilton, does yeah. he still finish usually like top ten? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's usually, usually top three. He's usually top three. Yeah. Okay. Top top. Botas is normally top five, I guess you could say. Because I remember I've only like like we just said in our podcast, we joined with our good friend Jacob Gidry on <laughs> yeah. for uh, Sawyer's Saloon. Yeah. We. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about how I'd, I'd only watched like, what, two, maybe two races with you. But yeah, yeah. I think I'd, I remember that uh, Hamilton and his teammate were always, always at right. the top. Yeah. They just have a better car is what a lot of so people that, think. So, so. Botas, you said was his name? Yeah. But he, so is that like the Edelman or the uh, the Gronk? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for the Patriots. And 
one of the problems that people think is going on with Formula One right now is that these two guys are watering down the sport because they always win. And it's kind of the same argument with football in the past is the Patriots always win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, it's still – the races are still fun to watch. They they usually come out first, but it's always – I mean, there's car, their cars are going so fast and they're so delicate. These are like – like I would, I was gonna make the analogy. These are like potato chips racing. If Oreos were NASCAR, <laughs> so they're like super brittle. If they just bump into each other, the car just falls apart immediately. Oh, so wow. yeah, so the crashes are really devastating to the cars, and sometimes they just have to give up. So anything can happen in an F1 race. The next team, Ferrari, the Italian <laughs> team, Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> yeah, lol. Sebastian Vettel is um, kind of, he's always neck and neck with Mercedes too. He's always in the top three most of the time. And then Charles Leclerc, um, it's spelled Charles, but if he's from France, so they say Charles. Charles is an up and coming, he's he's a lot younger. I think he's like 21. Um, he's kind of like, I guess you could say, he's kind of like Patrick Mahomes. And then Sebastian Vettel is like Aaron Rodgers. He was incredibly good in the past, and now they just keep coming up short. Um, I was going to say the the analogy you could make was Ferrari is like the Saints. They're the second best of the best teams, but they can never get over that hump to win the world championship and get the most points for the season. So Sebastian Vettel has also won... With Mercedes, I think, in the past. All, that's another thing about F1 that you have to understand is all these drivers kind of switch teams. But Hamilton has been with Mercedes for forever now, it seems mm-hmm. like. But yeah, these guys, they, they're they the second best team for sure. Ferrari makes a great car. And they're always kind of neck and neck with the Mercedes team. Yeah, so. yeah. Enzo Ferrari, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bugatti, mozzarella. <laughs> Pizza. Yeah. So... That's the uh, the rundown of the top two teams. Next week, I'll cover a couple more. Just just a little little something extra. The F1 season starts on March 15th. Their first race is in Australia. As of now, I don't know if they've postponed the China one for sure, so we'll see if that one actually takes place. But, um, yeah, should be pretty exciting. I'm excited. Are if we going to w- go to the one in uh, Texas this I year? Want to. Dude, I want to. Really w- it's in it. Austin. It's like October 25th, too, my birthday weekend. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so I really want to. It's in Austin, and that's usually one of the last uh, races of the season, I believe. So, yeah, so it's exciting. Right on. Thanks for joining me, Gunner. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Next thing, (laughs) the Iditarod. Oh, boy. The great race. You can tell football season is definitely over when we're talking about F1 the and the Iditarod. Yeah. I have not paid attention to the Iditarod since, was it fourth, fourth grade? grade? My fourth, fourth grade, grade year, whenever our teacher, well, yeah, our teacher assigned every single student in our grade one racer, or as they call them, mush, mushers. 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 Yeah, mm. mushers. And uh, the one that I was assigned happened to be the one that won that year shout out lance Mackey, and then he went on for a uh, four peat over the next four years holy moly it's one of like I, it's kind of weird there's like seven racers who've done that but like i don't know i don't know if they've done it consecutively lance Mackey did it back to back to back but there's a couple that have won four one who's won five yeah whatever that's it's coming up lance Mackey uh is the goat and i'm <laughs> i'm going to i'm full lance Mackey team lance Mackey. Uh-huh. uh he's probably not going to win because he's kind of 
over it now, or not over it, but uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't was even, he well, didn't even race last year. I don't it, last year of the year he. I think 2016 was the last year he raced, and then this year they were like, "Hey, you can enter for free if you want." And he was like, "Well, they must want me back, so I guess I'll do it and just have fun with it." Yeah. So, what uh, what where is the Iditarod? Alaska. Alaska. They go from Alaska. Anchorage to Nome. Oh, it's boy. it's like a uh, 900 and something mile race. Um, they it, it's insane, dude. I remember whenever we were whenever we had to cover it in that class. Yeah. They they stop like for a couple hours like they, each yeah, night or like yeah, every they other they night out and stuff and then yeah. and, and like next they, morning they pretty much stop like not even for them for their dogs right. literally for their dogs to rest yeah it's kind of sad i know uh pita peta piper pickle pen whatever you want to uh-huh. call the company yeah. that always shuns people animal who, yeah. races or whatever they don't they don't like it because lots of dogs die unfortunately yeah. um that's just because they grind so hard. Yeah, they're I just mean, the pre- dogs, premier athletes. The dogs love it. They can't talk. They can't tell you that. But if you <laughs> if you put a microphone that could translate uh-huh. what they what they're thinking, they'd say, "I love this race. It's awesome. It's uh-huh. fantastic." Uh, yeah. But it has a huge following in Alaska. If you've never heard of the Iditarod, now you Balto, have. Go look it up. Snow dogs. Um, snow dogs. Snow dogs. Yeah, that's a better and, one. And Balto. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty cool. I, I actually want to keep up with it mainly just for my boy Lance, but yeah. Uh, It'll well, be interesting to see. What I was thinking is um, if he won it when we were in fourth grade and he's still racing. Well, I mean, I guess Tom Brady won it when we were in fourth grade, too, and he's no, he, still. Brady won it. We were, like, in, like, kindergarten. No, we were, like, in pre-K. Okay, so we were in well, pre-K. Kindergarten, kindergarten. I mean, so, the like, the original, like, goat. I can't remember the dude's name. but Michael the, Jordan? The guy who won five, oh, he uh, won his, like, spread over a bunch of years. And then Jeff King is uh, the guy who goes hand-in-hand hand with Lance Mack, or used to go hand-in-hand, hand or or whatever, you know. Like LeBron. Head-to-head. He, he's also won four, and his were, like, he won one in, like, the 80s, and then won, like, 2000 and or something like Tiger won the Masters yeah. in 2005 yeah I actually <laughs> quick a very quick uh detour here uh-huh. whenever Lance won whenever we were in fourth grade him and Jeff both stopped at the same place like the night either one or two nights before the finish line uh-huh. and they're like yeah okay you know no we're not gonna mess with each other's stuff we're just gonna chill we're gonna take our naps and we're gonna do it fair and square oh wow. well Lance took like a one hour nap and then deuced out oh my god! <laughs> so gosh. the next day Jeff he woke up and <laughs> oh man but <laughs> Tortoise in the hair. Oh, dude, it's a different, it's a different ballpark out there. I mean, yeah. not really ballpark, more just lots of snow, <laughs> freezing, yeah. freaking cold. Tundra. Yeah, yeah. But tundra. my boy, my boy Alaskan Lance Mackey literally had to miss, like, he started his first race in like 2001, I think, uh-huh. and then he had to miss 2002 and 2003, if I'm remembering correctly. It was sometime around that area. He had to miss because he had throat cancer, Jeez. and so he had to miss, like, he had to do chemo and all that. It was stage four throat cancer. He recovered from yeah that's that's him that's a picture of him he looks a little rough but yeah. yeah and then he came back and uh like three years after he came back from cancer ends up going Won on the a whole freaking thing. dynasty dang uh so yeah I'm rooting for him uh if he somehow wins it this year I'm gonna be stoked I they gave me a hat whenever I won and I can't I've lost it like <laughs> that year when is that when is that taking place oh Saturday yeah, it starts, starts Saturday, Saturday. It, I think Saturday is when they do the check ins uh-huh. they like they. Get every they check all the dogs and all that stuff, and then yeah. Sunday, I think like right when Sunday hits is whenever it starts. They start, and then and for like nine, ten, maybe even eleven for some people days, they just go. Just go on. Lots of people don't finish the race. Yeah. Lots of people have to check out early. So, 
sure the dogs probably get tuckered out too. I'm sure they, there's no telling once you get out there. Oh, and for those of you who are actually interested in what I'm saying, uh-huh. Jeff King, the guy who also is one four, who goes always would go up against Lance. He is not participating this year mm. because as of today, he had to have some emergency surgery for some medical thing, so he's not going to be able to participate this year, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But so other than Lance, is there anybody else we should be looking out for out there in the cold? Thunder Jack. Thunder Jack. Man, I'd be lying if I pretended to know. Uh, uh, just go to Iditarod2020.com uh, or whatever it is. and Place look your at, bets now. Call look your at the bookie. roster. I mean, they, they show you who's veterans. They show you who's rookies. And you yeah. can go on the Wikipedia page and see uh, like yeah. who's won the most of them. And we ought to call Grayson to see uh, who not to bet for because, um, yeah. Because yeah. Grayson will probably bet. <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus, boy, already affecting sports in Japan and Italy. Italy's yeah. Italy's um, not banning, but they're um, closing all sporting events off to the public for until April third. Right? Yeah, they're just playing. No fans. Even uh, there's an F one race, like the fourth race of the. Uh, so there, there's there's like a circuit, I guess. They they do all the races in different countries and stuff like that. It's kind of like uh, NASCAR does it around the United States. And the one in China is being postponed right now because of the the situation over there. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Uh. What What's the organization the for the NCAA? It's like the the National Collegiate Players Association. I think it might be NCPA. Whatever. Uh-huh. They are trying to push for March Madness oh, yeah. to be like that, where it's no fans, just players. Uh. Which would suck. Basketball is definitely a sport where you need the hype. You need the hype. Yeah. Uh, now the. The Masters is also coming up, and they're monitoring the situation closely. Yeah, um, it's just travel in general. People are traveling. People, people from Italy and China, and you know, Francesco yeah. Molinari is going to be playing in it. Yeah. The Masters, so a lot of people from Italy are going to be coming. Yeah, I feel like for March Madness, it would definitely affect those games a lot. Right, exactly. Because for the PGA, it might I'm, take the pressure off because the, the, the annoying off, people. Japan. Japan is doing like the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf. They have mm-hmm. uh, some tournament going on. I don't know if it happened yet or not, but they're doing that for sure. For that, no fans, just the players. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see. I think as far as like everyone watching it on television, the first of all, the ratings would be through the roof. Yeah. Uh, but second of all, like I think that would be kind of cool, like watching it, knowing it's just the players. Right. It's kind of like you that game when he shot, and no one like you don't hear the crowd at all. Silence. Uh, you'd hear the players, you'd hear Tiger go, yes! It was, remember, like that uh, that football game where the power went out and they oh, yeah, played the, without... The, uh, the uh, Chargers and Bills. And yeah, yeah. I watched a video about that the other day. It's the silent game. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. But like like you said, Matthew, like imagine you're going to watch LSU, Charlie Thompson, you know, sinks that final shot and there's no crowd there to cheer him on. I mean, that, that's you got just, the players, <laughs> the coaches, yeah. the broadcasters are going off. Yeah. So, I feel like do they bring cheerleaders, would, you know? Like there's so many things, there's so many questions. If Charlie Thompson would hit the game winner, I feel like everybody uh-huh. would be screaming loud enough from their homes. That is he true. would be able to hear it. It yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't be much of a difference. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh so there was one more thing that I had to uh, a note here since we're on the topic of like these obscure uh, sports. Primary school children have been banned from heading in soccer training in England, Northern Ireland, and Scotland because of CTE awareness. So 
It's pretty interesting, obviously, with the NFL cracking down on CTE and Antonio Brown losing his freaking mind all over the place. Uh, this is more people are having a freaking weight like drop on his head or something like that. Yeah, that was bad. (laughs) Uh, Did you see? Speaking of Antonio Brown, that him and Tom Brady have been talking. I did and, not see that. Uh, I, saw, I saw that. I saw that. Someone had a theory. They were like, what if what if Tom Brady wants to stay? Like, He'll say, I'll stay at the Patriots. You pay me this much. <laughs> if you and you bring Antonio back Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. That would be know. something. That would cer- certainly be something, Gunner. Yep. yep. Hey, you never know. I mean, whenever Tom Brady ends up at the Raiders, yeah. that's going to be something. The Especially Raiders. when everybody's texting me saying I was right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All righty, and with that, we bid you all adieu. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We'll keep you more uh, posted on the Iditarod, XFL, F1, NFL, NBA, all the sports. Thank you guys for listening. We'll have much more episodes for y'all whenever the world shuts down for the coronavirus. <laughs> and we're yeah. stuck here. Yeah, for, we're stuck in for weeks. Yeah. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids